0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: it's not another buffalo podcast the bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal Unpopular opinion, I really don't like garbage plates at all. I feel like they're
2: kind of greasy. Without the meat sauce, maybe. That's just what gets me, is like the meat sauce. John. Yeah, Yeah.
3: like when you get to a certain age in your mid-20s, I feel like certain things that are so, so greasy and so, so deep fried stop being as appealing. So, Pat, maybe you're more mature than all of us at this point.
1: <laughs> and rando. Pat, what'd but, you get
2: instead of the garbage plate, though? Yeah, no, I got chicken tenders. Instead <laughs> no, of the garbage go. I have okay. zero maturity. Zero <laughs> maturity.
0: <laughs> On Buffalo Rumblings.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 100th episode of the stupidest podcast you've ever listened to and stuck with. Uh, Not another Buffalo podcast. I don't know how we made it to 100, but we're here. Don't get your hopes up. It's going to be a pretty regular episode, but I am here with Brando and Pat. We are part of
4: Buffalo Rumblings. One day late because nothing could ever go smooth for me when it's my fault here that uh, we're on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. But uh, we made it 100. We dropped something. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a hundred.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Hey, worst case scenario, like the editing's a little rough because I'm, you know, I'm doing it before I go to bed tonight. But uh, happy to be here, Pat. How are you doing?
2: Oh, uh, not too bad. Um, Lost my car keys earlier, but I, I got them and made it home. So happy to be here with you boys for number one hundred.
3: Nice, nice. That that's been the theme of stuff lately. Is uh, just just trying to find stuff. So essential things that make things work, like run, make your car run, and make your mic hook up to your laptop and things yeah. that you can't do it's, without. it's funny because yeah. like
4: your keys and this little piece here they're, they're like four inches long right they're like three inches total they're not a lot of size here and we just lose them and they're so critical uh we're gonna just blow right past are, this. are you going somewhere with no, this it sounded
3: like you were really going no somewhere
4: no with that. no just how important <laughs> little things can be in the success of a production of something, which we could somehow transition into the Buffalo bills, right? The, uh, little things that the Buffalo bills did in the preseason game against the Colts this weekend. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. I didn't get to watch it live. Did you guys watch it live? Oh yeah.
2: Every Mm -hmm. single snap. Yeah. What about you, Pat? You're lucky due to NFL plus being, uh, let's just say that it wasn't very easy to watch the game on the NFL plus app. And, um, now I got the antenna set up so hopefully next game I can watch it live as well. Do you
4: get CBS on your antenna once you've got it set up?
2: Yeah, I get I
4: get two CBSs
2: and I think I get ABC but I got
4: to I'm doing something figure it out. It out.
2: I'm doing
4: something wrong. But well good. I mean, that's annoying but at least you're uh you know you can set up. That's what the preseason is for. It's preseason for tailgating, preseason for game watching, preseason for the players and for me I don't I don't like watching. So I caught the condensed version of the game I was fishing. Uh, this is the time of year, you know, you got to, we we're, were building for something here. This is a super bowl or bust season. And the first preseason game to me, eh, and eh, no Josh. Eh. But yeah, yeah.
3: It was still fun to watch. And, you know, of course they win in comeback fashion. Barkley looks like Bitcoin two years ago. Everybody looked good for the most part that we wanted to, except for maybe a couple people um some rookies impressed. Who is kind of on your guys's uh list for guys who who kind of flashed and you know they would make Sal Capaccio's arrow-up column? Like, what do you think?
4: That's funny because like that that Monday morning column has changed a couple times since he's been on the radio. It's it's funny. But all I really my takeaway is the uh kickers and Tyler Bass, boom, Matarisa, boom. How about Matarisa's hold? on Tyler Bass's game-winning kick. So all in all, A-plus effort, booming punt, good field goals. Uh, That's all I needed to see, and it made it interesting. So I want to talk about Matt
3: Ariza for a second. So I saw some interesting stuff uh, floating around Twitter today. So statistically, if a punter were to theoretically punt a touchback every single time, statistically that punter would be the greatest punter in the history of the NFL based on starting average field position. I
4: saw this. Yeah.
3: And I mean, is that not your best defense is just to, you know, if you're on the negative side of the field, I mean, I get, if you're like on the 45 on your own 45 and that's, that's in pin them deep territory at that point. But if you're backed up to your own 25, Like I think you take a touchback every single time because you're not allowing for a return and it's that extra X factor of you know yes you want to pin them deep but you also don't want them to be able to flip the field so touchback every time I take it Um, I'm not expecting an 80 yard punt in the middle of December in uh, at Ralph but you know maybe we should who knows maybe matteriza 30 years from now one of the reasons why NFL fields are 120 yards long between the goal lines,
2: ouch. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think definitely watching the replays, it looked pretty cool. I mean, when Brandon and I saw him in training camp, he was physically, I mean, physically he was he was pretty built and he could really sling a football. And like when you watch the replay, by the time they're like zooming in on him, you know what I mean? And they're whatever, the, the officials are marking it as a touchback. This man's already past the 50s on like the 30 mm-hmm. yard line headed towards the end zone. So it's like, you know, he was really getting down there at some speed, you know, which is crazy to think, um, you know that you could have a guy that could kick it that far and then come down and cover or be eager to cover in a, in a preseason game. So I, I thought that was pretty cool.
4: Question yeah. for you guys. Do you think we see a fake punt this year with athleticism? Matariza, athleticism? am sorry. We won't punt the entire season. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
2: i I agree with pat Pat partially i mean i mean you're not that far
3: off pat when you know i know you're being sarcastic but like if you're at the 45 and it's fourth and five yes the element of surprise is there but your you know best hope for getting five yards is having josh allen on the field even if the defense knows it's coming so i mean I I love the Brian Mormon fake punts, all the that old stuff. But it's like, if you have a stinky QB, like you actually do have a better chance of getting a first down with your punter throwing a pass or something like that. But you know, who knows? I mean, fake field goal could happen. You said that these guys had some pretty good arms, you know, minus Reed Ferguson, who yeah. throws like Pat, according to the quote. Yes, but but yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. But yeah, I, I'm also of the the belief that you know, having a guy who can't pin it deep. Jeremy on WGR talks about this all the time. Having a punter who can't pin it deep is a great thing to have because now you're more willing to go for it around the 50-yard line. You're less willing to punt on a fourth and two from your own 47 or something like that, which statistically you should never do if you have that opportunity to go for a fourth and two with this offense and, and that kind of stuff. So anyway, moving on to some other people, did you guys see any of the highlights of the defensive backs like Kyer Elam and Christian Benford, who both had pretty nice games for the most part.
4: I saw Elam break up a third down pass, right, up the middle. He uh, made a nice break on the ball, contacted the receiver, and didn't get a flag because he had good timing. He did have one flag, right? How was the call on that? Was it holding, pass interference? I didn't see that.
3: I don't remember. That might have been one of the plays where I was running back from grabbing a snack that I missed, but it's preseason for that too you know we're not informed we uh you know the ability to estimate how long a commercial break is going to be so you know how much time you have to go to the bathroom grab another snack grab another beer just knowing how much you can get within one commercial break it was definitely preseason for that too I came back late from a bunch of breaks so uh you know need to get in shape a little bit but you know we're gonna clean it up so.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I think they played pretty well. Also, I think Bale Inspector, as I mentioned a, maybe two months ago, was seeking revenge on the Buffalo Bills embedded video series for not mentioning him, but talking about all the other draft picks and that video short. Um, coming up, being the second leading tackler for the team and the box score is pretty cool, obviously. And then Terrell Bernard, I think also, I mean... Granted, if that's if that's all we see of him for the rest of the preseason, I'm still pretty pretty high on the fella. So
3: Pat, your guy, uh, did you see any Raheem Blackshear highlights? Because you called it. Yes. You're like, yeah, you're I, like, I, I expect I, a big game <laughs> from this guy. And lo and behold, he's an ex Christian Wade for Bill's Mafia. So that was a nice pick. Well, I mean, Pat. Uh, that was a
4: nice call.
2: I mean, statistically, I mean he had two TDs. I'm not gonna you know what I mean. But <laughs> What do we have here? It's 1.8 yards per carry, six carries for 11 yards. He didn't need, he didn't need to get that much. He just needed to get through the end zone. But a funny fact about Raheem Blackshear is that he is a rookie at 23 years old, Virginia Tech alumni. Meanwhile, Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds also (laughs) went to Virginia Tech and is going into his fifth year in the NFL, which is pretty interesting. And he's also, he's also 23 years old, right? He's, he's 24, 24. Okay. Sorry. Just that a couple of months could separate a guy who is a rookie and a guy who is a five-year vet is like just mind-blowing that to me. and that they went to yeah. the same school.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. Let's see who else did you guys catch any, did you see that Isaiah Hodgins highlight? Of yeah. him? Uh, I tell you, so before we talk about Isaiah Hodgins, Matt Barkley has to be the master of the one-step floater. Like he's Matt good. Barkley's deep ball is like 20 yards downfield, right? But just the one step drop in the floater to the outside, he completed two of those. And like any good game that Matt Barkley has ever had, he's completed like one or two of those at least. You know, the Jets game, when he came in in the Broncos game, I think. I don't remember, but yeah, he, he's he got some nice touch on that. But Isaiah Hodgins with a diving grab, um, he flashed a little bit. You know, I think he had a drop at another point, which. Was probably the only negative play that he had all night, but he's making a case for him to be on the roster. And it's it's really coming down to special teams between him and Jay Kumaro, I think. And
2: well, I mean, Kumaro did have he I mean, granted, I I'm not gonna say I could, you know, catch the rock and fall innocently to the turf without the thing popping out and someone, you know, running the wrong way with it. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'd I'd like to see Isaiah Hodgins, you know make the 53-man roster. I think that it's also interesting. I mean, you guys have, you know, whatever. We all have our favorites, but it's interesting. You'd have someone like Jaquan Johnson or you could have someone like Isaiah Hodgins where they're just waiting in the wings and they're completely okay with being on the practice squad, coming back up, you know, and that's that's a testament, I guess, to the culture that we have here. And the fact that he's still okay with the possibility of, you know, potentially not making that final cut, but still playing the way he is, I mean, that's that's just a testament to the culture in Buffalo I think so hopefully he's waited long enough and he's had these BS injuries that have really hindered him especially early in the season training camp time so I'm rooting for him for sure it's funny because
4: he just has made no noise the last two preseasons with Gabe Davis totally stealing the show from their draft class the other thought that I had about this is that Kumaro had zero special team snaps in the preseason game but uh, Hodgins had six. So I think if they could get that sort of wide receiver play, if the wide receiver plays a wash and it's the same and Kumaro is like the special teams ace, but uh, this guy can show Hodgins can throw something on special teams and they can just say, we can replace Kumaro because we don't need him. We had somebody who's a little bit better at receiving. Like, wouldn't you rather take that? Would you rather have somebody who's a little bit better on the offensive end? Than like a little bit on special teams, especially considering you might not even need a gunner anymore. Like we might not need gunners (laughs) at all. So wouldn't you just rather want to have, what are you going to put them out there for touchbacks? You're going to keep a player because we're going to kick five touchbacks a game and then just not never play him or this rookie that we drafted uh, that does show some wide receiver upside. I don't know. That's a good uh, debate to have. I'll be honest with you.
3: I, I got to do the math on this because I, I haven't kind of constructed my my roster yet or anything like that. Um, but I would love to see them keep seven receivers and not carry four running backs and not have Taiwan Jones. Um, I mean, I like Taiwan Jones. I don't ever want to wish for a player to get cut but as far as the way that that position is being used, that's (laughs) it's using a roster spot for a pure special teamer is something, you know, and granted he is a really good gunner. And, you know, you talk about being able to uh, maybe take a step back from the gunner position for, you know, a second and, you know, they don't have, I I don't know. I just think that if they kept seven receivers, you'd be able to keep Kumaro and Hodgins theoretically. And this is also not factoring in Tavon Austin into the mix. Um, as far as that aspect, but
4: I think he's gone though too. I think Austin's probably gone. I, I would, I would think so.
3: Um, but anyway,
4: most of our now players, what about that cut. other rookie though, too? Khalil Shakur, had a good game. Khalil Shakur that is, other, other
2: fellow who's adjusting very well to playing on a green field from playing on a blue field, <laughs> collegiately speaking
4: five but, for five uh, for 95
3: that he's making the team. He yeah. is, oh, he's gonna, uh, he, he might, might play, he might be the, he might be the fourth receiver on the depth chart. Yeah. You know, like he might be ahead of Jamison Crowder. No, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I think anybody,
4: I think Crowder's going to, it's his. I, I really do. He's a, no matter how his game went last week, Crowder is, I just, I have had him in fantasy football so much that I know I've followed Crowder way closer than I ever, I was going to say, that. than I ever would want to have. And I think he's a, he's a professional. He's going to come out and he's going to impact this offense. People are, don't understand estimate or sleep on Crowder he's going to be out there he's going to play but Beasley had 100 targets and so did uh what Sanders had what 70 targets so that's 170 yeah so split between four or five guys so uh they will get involved and you're right about the running backs too though because we don't need Johnson anymore we don't need Taekwondo Jones we don't we need Moss Singletary and Cooks carry those three and then yeah. put a guy. The in running back room.
3: Spot. The running back room is interesting too because you might have more than you need at that position. I mean, we've always just kind of said like, okay, Duke Johnson might be the odd man out because if you rank them, you know, your best running back right now overall is probably Devin Singletary. James Cook is obviously probably going to get the second most snaps out of those two. Then you're looking at Zach Moss, who looked really good in the preseason game, which is, you know, it's a preseason game, so take it for what it's worth, but. Also, just kind of, you know, he was nursing an ankle injury all of last year, which might have been why he lost some snaps down the stretch, not because they didn't believe in him. Um, So Zach Moss could be a guy that, you know, is a value, you know, he's like the TJ Yeldon guy where they only dress him if somebody's injured kind of thing, like third running back. But. Fourth guy, you know, I don't know if they're going to carry four running backs. If, if it's those four and it's not Taiwan Jones, they probably won't carry four. They'll carry three and then use the position elsewhere, whereas they'll probably carry four if they have Taiwan Jones on the team. Um, but yeah, and then that's not even including Reggie Gilliam as the fullback slash tight end. That'll probably take up a roster spot as well. But do you guys think that there's any possibility that they try to trade any of those guys? Sixth or seventh round pick at the end of training camp, kind of like they did with Daryl Johnson
2: last year. I mean, they didn't trade Daryl until what? Like after the second or third preseason game, though, right? Yeah, it was pretty
3: late. It was pretty um, late.
2: Because my other take on that is that sure, someone can be great in special teams play, but like unless you're a Matthew Slater or Steve Tasker, really, I wouldn't say that you can bank on being brought back in that spot every year. And it's just not fair to, you know. I guess other skill position players, but
3: well yeah, and it's not about being fair, it's just about, you know, how you wanna construct your roster in the best possible way and then be ready for the most, you know, you know getting the most use out of every single
2: roster spot, yeah, even I, on I the guess back end of the roster. I, I would rephrase it, yeah. Yeah.
3: But I don't know. I uh, I liked what I saw. Um, as far as disappointments, <laughs> we all saw Case Keenum, you know, throw a couple of picks, do a couple of silly things. I think there is a lot of talk out there about, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just make Matt Barkley the, the second quarterback? And I think that's still a little bit premature at this point. Chase
2: Keenum's Case, a baller, man. I don't sleep on him either. He's made it to the NFC championship game and he had yeah. every single collegiate passing record at one time.
4: So and how he's already got Steph Diggs chemistry. Like yeah. he's, a, they already had a thousand yard receiver together. There's no way Matt Barkley is here to be the second quarterback. He's there to play ping pong, Put a headset on, play the practice squad, and hype up the fans. Well, I feel like. And watch his money drop when he looks at his. Well, I feel like portfolio. that third
2: quarterback <laughs> position, though, also. I mean, you look at someone like Davis Webb, and I felt like last year, you know, Barkley's a little bit more um, of that mentor role and also someone that's going to oh, go yeah, over for film sure. with Josh. He doesn't even necessarily have to suit up, really. It's just more so. I think like the preparation piece. No, it's
3: clip it's clipboard. It's clipboard. As QB. where like Case yeah. Keenum really does best have to be on his toes. In sports. I, you know. Yeah. I
2: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotta be
3: ready to go at at any given time. But yeah. Also, you know, for what it's worth, you know, if anyone wants to say that Barkley played a lot better than Keenum, Keenum was going up against mostly Indianapolis starters for most of the first half. If you guys saw, I don't know, there was a pretty cool graphic circulating around Twitter that the Colts played most of their starters for most of the first half on offense and defense, and the Bills played none of their starters. It was all second stringers. So, you know, the fact that they a won the game is like, you know, it's a deep team. We knew that, you know, going in, but Case Keenum, probably, uh, probably not a little bit of a thumbs down in that game. You know, another, sorry, go
4: ahead. Yep. I guess this uh I don't want to interrupt you your disappointing statement, but I one one <laughs> more positive, man, is it's the ninth win in a row. It is. We didn't talk about yes. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it so uh you guys worried about, you know, Baltimore dropping their streak and then uh, you know, we're sitting here at, you know, maybe after this season, what would it be? Eleven. 11, 11 straight preseason wins and we're you know, we're like we're coming for their preseason record. Four
4: years from now in the new stadium, we would break it. <laughs> Right, first right. year in the new so, stadium, break the preseason win record. That'd be cool. We've got that to look forward to. Yeah. So, Sorry, anyways, anyways.
3: <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. It was. It was nice. I uh, I I won. Uh, <laughs> I put twenty dollars down on the bills to win one
4: forty. So nice. It's a, it
3: a good betting. A degenerate betting on preseason football How did, what,
4: Where did you do this on? Because I couldn't find the line. Uh, bet MGM. Okay,
3: that's the. One, I think that one's still illegal in New York. Interesting which stinks too because i had a great um idea for brando's bets as soon as we brought it, brought it back yeah um because uh the the bills over win total on over under i don't know if you've seen this it's 11 and a half wins yeah which is pretty low considering they won 11 games last year and dropped all the close ones so yeah. anyway it's negative 130 to win you know over 11 and a half games and so yeah. Uh, you, I got
4: an alternate line at 10 games also.
3: Yeah. Have you, so have I've you ever, I don't want to get too off topic here, but have you ever done a ladder before? No, I've not. So a ladder is where, you know, so you bet MGM has these win totals laid out, not like any of the other ones have. So you can bet, you know, over 8.5 and it's terrible odds, but you can bet over 11.5, 12.5, 13.5, all the way up till over 15 and a half games. And obviously the odds increase drastically as you do that. So you take your main bet at the middle part. So say you want to, you know, bet 10 bucks on them to go over 11 and a half games. Then you just like start decreasing the amount, but bet more over. So it's like if they win over 11.5, the way you set it up with the math is that you break even as soon as they do 11.5, but the more wins they get, the more money you win.
4: So that's true. It, I see what you're it's saying. It's like a cool
3: way to like mitigate risk while also having a huge yeah. upside. Cool. But I like that. Anyway, we'll talk I was, about I that. I thought you were going to say belts. ladders
4: as in like you tier, like, okay, we got bills to win the most games, pick three teams, most middle least. Cause I, there's a sports book that lets you do that too. Oh, that's cool. Uh, one of the offshore ones, like three teams, Bills 11 and a half Steelers, eight and a half, uh, Dolphins seven or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyways, we'll get into a betting episode another time a little closer to the season. So,
3: Yes. Yes. Excited to onboard DraftKings once again this year. So uh, yes, we'll have lots of Brando's bets for you degenerates out there just like us. So cool. Uh, the only other arrow down that I had um, was OJ Howard.
2: Yeah, um, he, didn't, he didn't play till the very end I heard till like, you know, two minutes left in the entire game or whatever.
3: He was playing at the end. I think I saw him early on in the game. He played some snaps early on as well. Um, but definitely was, was still in there at the end, which is, that's actually telling you really don't want to see anybody who's guaranteed lock for the team playing in the last two minutes of a preseason Is game. he a guaranteed lock? That's what I'm saying is like ah. by him, by him playing in the last two minutes of the game might imply that they're still looking for something more from him. And so I don't know if, I don't know if you guys saw him at all at training camp. I heard for the most part that he didn't have like a, Very great training camp. Um, You know, nothing like to be too worried about, but still adjusting to the offense, obviously. But we'll see. He could be a surprise cut candidate. Uh, I wouldn't bank on it. I say the chances are still low, pretty low of that. Um, But maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit on getting so hyped up about 11 personnel all the time. So the one thing that we have seen from Ken Dorsey is that you know, we're seeing lots of different personnel combinations, you know, 12 personnel, 21 personnel. And then on top of, you know, all this other stuff that we've, we've come to know, you know, through this offense. But I think again, once again, this year, I think their strength is going to be the wide receivers is it'll be great to roll two tight ends out there, but you know, with the way that Khalil Shakur has flashed with the way Isaiah McKenzie is flashed. And then obviously Diggs and Davis, like I think they might go four wide quite a bit again even though that was like the downfall of the Steelers game. But anyway, I don't want to go too, on too long about OJ Howard. Do you guys, did you guys have anything to add to that?
2: It was just strange to see Nick Foles out there too. Just wanted to say, yeah, the end of the yeah, game highlights. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, a Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles out here, like multiple drives in the second half of a preseason game. like. But
4: <laughs> With his coach too, Frank Reich. Yeah. I like that they brought that back together. But yeah. Uh, I don't know if we talked much about more Odell. I've been hammering the table about it, but Von Miller has been super active, right? Trying to get him back here. And like you said, if OJ Howard's not panning out one injury away, add the firepower, right? Go get him. Go get him.
3: Yeah. We, 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 we could do a whole episode about Odell. Honestly, like I think it makes sense mid season. I mean, we've talked about it before, but yeah, it would be Let's exciting. But anyway, so it's the hundredth episode. We got some shit to give away. So uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to do that. We'll be right back.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
3: So, thank you to everybody who retweeted our tweet and followed us on so Twitter. So many.
4: There's a lot. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. We had, what, 12 people enter the ticket giveaway?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For That's tickets right. to That's the right. game, right? There's
4: was like 12 or 13. Yeah.
3: Something like that. And then uh, so, I guess yeah. if you make it easy, it'd like, you know, for the ticket thing, yeah. people had to send us their email and all this other That's stuff. True. So. That's true.
4: Yeah. We live and learn. All right.
3: So. I've got the retweets here. Obviously, there was enough that I didn't have enough time to import this into a spreadsheet and do anything like that. So we're going to open up the retweets here. I'm going to close my eyes and scroll back and forth a bunch of times and land my finger on some people. That sounded bad. <laughs> anyway.
4: Random anyway. generator. Dun-dun-dun. Yep.
3: <laughs> All right, here we go. So this is how it'll go. If we call your name, I mean, we'll probably DM you tomorrow at some point. We'll DM you from the None Another Buffalo podcast account, and then we'll send you a list of items, and then you'll be able to pick one, tell us your size, and then we'll mail it to you. So scroll, scroll, scroll. All right. First winner is Edge at ACMO. Oh my God. I'm going to murder all these people's handles. <laughs> okay. It's at ACMO Hawk Nation. Cool. That is winner number one. All right. I got to screenshot these so I remember. All right. Winner number two, drum roll, please. (laughs) Is Tiff at Ruby T with a bunch of E's. Cool. Winner number three (laughs) is Real Pat Calf. We got to go again.
4: Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. wow. He's like, I want
3: to have <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat. I'll send you something. I'll send you something. No, that's okay. That's funny. All right. Oh, that was the Buffalo Rumblings account. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Phil Miller at Hawkman8260. Another Hawk. Another Hawk. <laughs> cool. All right. How many is that? Is that three? That's three. All right. Number four. Jmad76 at jmad761. That one was easy to read. Cool. Real bad cap again. (laughs) Pads one twice. (laughs) All right. Is this number five? Yeah. Two more. All right. This is Josh at Josh21492488. Josh created his Twitter account on a
2: desktop. Right on, desktop life. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, last winner. Drumroll, please. Bum, 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 bum.
2: <laughs>
3: is Pat. Not our Pat. This is at Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> at Patrick Nowak. Cool.
2: Very cool.
4: This person has GoHawks in their bio. So, what's I, up with the Hawks? I don't know. Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me. Tweeted us. Tell me what the Hawks are. Maybe these are all like
3: Seahawks fans that are trolling us. Anyway, so how if you heard your name, be? check your Twitter DMs. <laughs> uh, it might be under message requests if it doesn't go through or anything like that. I hate, I hate how Twitter doesn't notify you of that stuff because I've missed plenty of DMs from people like. Like six months later, I'll check my message requests and somebody reached out and I missed it. So sorry if you're one of those people. I apologize. But those are our winners. Congrats. Uh we'll cool. ship you some stuff. Uh we got lots of options. We got t-shirts, beanies. Um do we have golf
4: balls? Golf balls? Golf balls? Yeah. Yes, we have golf yeah. balls.
3: Are we giving away a full pack of golf balls or are we are a we, sleeve, a full sleeve a of sleeve. golf? Balls. Okay, cool. That's a good that's a good. Those are expensive, yeah. What we're going to say we'll send you a sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Cool. Well, uh I just want to say thank you guys for listening. You know, we've made it through a 100 episodes. I think each of us has been on probably ninety-seven, ninety-eight episodes.
4: I was just talking about this yesterday. I was like, between the three of us for one full year, only missing two or three each. Yeah. No, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not
3: bad. And that was that was really only in the last month. And that was pretty much July, which is...
4: Yeah. You know. well, I, do you remember I slept through one last summer? I remember sleeping through one.
3: Oh, that's right. Did we end up doing... Were you... Pat and i, I don't one, even remember oh
4: yeah i don't know i don't remember yeah but i remember waking up and being like oh my god like it's midnight john called me 19 times <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. i haven't, you haven't
3: had one of those in a while so that's all good it's all good but yeah 100 episodes we did it and that's only in a year so we'll see you back here next year for episode
4: 200 but that'd be cool yeah do we have yeah, some thanks uh, for listening
3: do we have some this, trivia i uh, just Oops, we do
4: have trivia. I just want to say something real quick, too. Uh, the show has been really cool to be able to run into people that listen, that know Buffalo rumblings out and about. Everybody has been super nice except for the one negative review uh, that passed. <laughs> and would you like me Twitter. to
2: project my voice? I am projecting it now. Thank you very much, sir. I was Tevy in my school's production of Fiddler on the Roof. I will speak very assertively now. So thank you, assertive friends and co workers. I'm glad that you can.
4: Be so positive, Brandon. Yes, thank you, Pat. Uh, that's hilarious. So funny. But I also thought it was funny that he listened enough to point out things from multiple episodes, multiple times. Like, he tunes in to Not Another Buffalo Podcast regularly, Two sh** on us. So thank you for that. But no, in all seriousness, like I heard our episode on the plane ride to Kansas city, somebody was listening to our show, some random person and meeting people in training camp that, you know, they heard our show and just, uh, random people be like stumbling upon our show organically. Like, wait a minute. I know these guys like, that's cool. Uh, everybody's Bill's mafia is the best, right? Training camp tickets, you know, meeting, and following new people on social media it's been great it's fun and i look forward to another year of that
3: yeah yeah it's been great it's been great hanging out with you guys twice a week it's like you know we don't (laughs) yeah that too like we don't have to it's just, it's just it's just on the calendar you know you don't have to schedule it it's it takes effort to like keep up with your friends after 25 and like most people just get lazy but now we uh you know we just created a podcast so I, uh, no,
4: I was thinking about that today too. It's good to uh, have you guys regularly in my life again. I missed that. Yeah.
3: So <laughs> I, I saw. I actually just saw something on Twitter today. It's like men created golf so they could take walks together, and they created podcasts so they could finally have deep conversations with each other.
4: <laughs> I saw that. It's yeah. Like
3: you're not wrong. You're hey, not Pat wrong.
4: knows Pat. Walks are the best. Yes. You know this. Yes. walks on yes. the pier. Walks. Well, yes. <laughs> you gotta we cut know, it out. You know. gotta we
2: cut know. it out of the episode, but.
4: Uh oh, that's good. But uh, um, anyways, I have trivia. Uh, so we were talking about rookie wide receiver, uh, Khalil Shakir, about the impact that he could have on the team this year. And that got me thinking about rookie wide receivers as a whole. Isaiah Hodgins isn't a rookie two years in their system, but he's never really played. Isaiah McKenzie, not a real rookie, but never really played a full snap count. So I wanted to see, the most rookie receiving yards record in a season because it's rare for players to step in and kind of be game breakers well, from the it, wide receiver wasn't position it set last year. Well, that is the thing. I have six, the top six wide receivers to have the most yards in their first season in the NFL. Ready, set, go. Justin right, Jefferson, um, Justin Jefferson, Randy, 2020 Minnesota Vikings, 1400. Ready Moss. Jamar Chase. Okay, hang on. Justin Jefferson was third. Randy Moss is fifth in 1998 with 1300 yards. Jamar Chase too. Pat
3: said that. I was thinking that
4: too. Jamar Chase 2021 with Cincy in 17 games, uh, had 1455 with 81 receptions, which is interesting because Justin Jefferson only had 55 yards less, but he did it in 16 games. The Tip for the first one, which you will not get probably, is it was done in fourteen games, and then uh, it's not Jerry Rice. The sixth Rice, one it? was done in twelve due to injury, but not due to games in the schedule. So you have the first one, the fourth one, and the sixth one left. Was it? Is it Jerry Rice that's on this list? No, nope, Jerry Rice is not. What about like
2: Steve Largent, maybe. Steve Largent is not on here. You said it's a
4: fourteen-game guy and a sixteen-game guy. Yep, a fourteen-game guy, a sixteen-game guy, and a twelve-game guy. But the twelve games occurred in a sixteen-game season. He was just injured for four games. Josh, Josh Gordon, like a no.
3: Josh Gordon's not. Josh on this Gordon list. is
4: not. He's not on this list.
3: Uh, to Josh
4: Gordon broke out in a second game. To is not on this list. Interesting fact. Tied for. Let me see. One, two. In. 24th place is Calvin Benjamin with 1,008 yards. What about
2: Calvin Johnson?
4: Calvin Johnson is not on this list. Really? Um, yes. Oh, goodness. If I gave you the teams, yeah. it would give it away for two of the three of them, the two recent ones. The third one, I don't know if you would know this player anyways, which is interesting that this happened so long ago. That it's this many yards. That long ago. Hmm. So we're talking about thousand yard receivers
2: as rookies. Correct. Did Sammy Watkins have a thousand yards receiving as a rookie?
4: He did not.
3: No. This isn't a uh, Lee Evans thing, right?
4: No, no Buffalo Bills on this list. Okay.
2: Okay. Looks like Sammy was at 782 as a rookie. What a bummer. Um,
4: Because he had like EJ Manuel. Yeah. What about?
2: Hold on. I think I know who it might be. This guy playing the Eagles.
4: Nope. No. This player has been talked about on the show twice before, and this other player has been talked about regularly on the show.
2: Ed McCaffrey. And the first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like to throw him out there. <laughs> this is tough.
4: This is tough. I'll give you the year. Uh, the sixth place was done in twenty fourteen. The fourth place was done in 2003, and the first place was done in 1960.
3: Antonio Brown?
4: Nope. Heinz Ward? 2014. Nope. Rookie wide receivers.
2: Is it Chad Johnson slash TJ Hoosmanjada? Nope.
4: 2003.
2: Who was balling TF out? It's not Antonio Gates. I'm trying to think of some guys that 03 would... Oh goodness, goodness gracious! Rookies who had uh, so you said it's 2014.
4: All right, I do. I do have this this player that said it in 2003. Did have a stint with the Bills. He retired in 2017. Anquan Bolden, correct. Okay, that's what I was
2: gonna guess. That's is it? Ravens Anquan Bolden, or is it
4: Uh, Arizona?
2: Okay. Interesting. With
4: uh, Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. as his is, that, mate, is that is that
2: two
4: thousand three? Correct. Wow, he was he there. Yeah, thirteen hundred yards and sixteen games. Yeah, he
2: was. I remember he used, He played with a broken jaw. Interesting. Um,
4: All right, you have sixth place and first place left. So
2: first place as a rookie
4: got in nineteen sixty. Oh boy, <laughs> there's no way. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna hold on, I'm not gonna get wait. this one. His first name is the name of our favorite football team, Bill. Bill. His last name, Bill Butlicker. It's like Bill, uh, Bill Casper, Bill Groman. Uh, he had fourteen hundred yards in twelve games. God, Bill for the Houston, what were you
2: doing? Oilers. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. have what he's drinking. Um, so <laughs> 2000, 2014, Um, oh goodness, took
4: the league by storm. Demarius Thomas. No, same draft class from EJ Manuel. This player was drafted in the first round after Sammy Watkins. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Uh, 2014 draft is the same draft as Sammy Watkins. Um, they got they the Bills drafted Sammy Watkins to boost EJ Manuel's career. But this wide receiver was taken later. But the team that took him did not move up to get him. And the Bills could have had this player if they stayed put in this draft, who has ultimately been a better player than Sammy Watkins.
2: Mm. See, this is interesting. I know the answer. I bet you people
4: are yelling at their Oh, they they definitely are because I should know this.
2: He was um, on a Madden cover. It's not like Mike Evans or something, is it? Nope. Wait, hold Um, on. It's gotta be Mike Evans, dude. He's definitely in that draft.
4: It's not him though it's
2: not ugh, god let me
4: uh my god I, if life. i tell you his college you'll know yeah tell me the college lsu obj obj 1400 yards or uh, 1300 yards in 12 yeah. games with the giants 105 Wait, yards Landry
2: landry's same draft class as well mm, that's a good question i don't know uh, obj though interesting i guess that would make sense yeah I guess I was thinking OBJ has played in the league longer than that, 2014.
4: So it's interesting with you when you look at uh, the Buffalo Bills yardage totals. This could be another good trivia. Could you guess? Well, we already did talk about it. I'll tell you. Uh, in 2014, Sammy Watkins, in 16 games played, it says on here he had 982 game, 982 yards, 65 receptions, uh, six TDs, and he has the rookie receiving record and second place is Lee Evans in oh four with eight hundred and forty three yards and nine touchdowns. And then it's like Jerry Butler from seventy nine, Glenn Bass from sixty one, and Albert Dubinton from nineteen sixty. Doobie. Getting in the class. Andre Reed here. is a rookie. Sixteen games played, six hundred and thirty seven yards. So interesting stuff.
2: Well it'll be cool when Khalil Shakir's number Six on this list, right? Talk <laughs> about it next year, though. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, if, if long you long have a very, very, very,
3: very, very deep fantasy league, then uh, you know might be a good option. But
4: or dynasty too. Yeah, dynasty for sure.
3: All right, boys. Well, I think that's going to put a cap on number one hundred. Uh, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. We're excited for that. When? We- when's the next preseason game? Is it Saturday?
4: Saturday versus the. Broncos, right? Broncos, a kid's, kids day. day. Bring your yep. kids. Yeah.
3: Yep. So uh, hopefully Josh uh, stays on the bench for the entire preseason. I don't know how you guys feel about
2: that, but. Well, yeah, why was he, he? He's just like, he always has the shoulder pads on, which kills me. It's just like he just wants to be, part to of the be team. out there so bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the equipment manager who just doesn't understand the fact that he will never see the field. I mean, obviously he's the complete opposite of that, but. You know. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, we're looking
3: forward to it. But uh, until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.